everyone. Welcome to Coach Out Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, and here's what we've got lined up for you this week. We'll sit down together, they might have a coffee, and then, you know, we'll talk about Lewis. I thought your team did this really well. I think if you try this, they'll get they'll improve in certain areas. And that sharing back and forth is, like in Irish sport, it's unheard of. Um, whereas in the Southern Hemisphere, like, that happens from game to game or at the end of the season coaches might all come together sit around the table and share what worked for them and what didn't work for them the, the big thing in relation to the why is you're selling the big picture so what is the process so you know the players have an individual target for the year and we have to share the why of how we're going to achieve that for them individually and how we're going to come up with the, the team goal and the process and when we're sharing our message, the players have to understand that to get to this end goal, this is the process. And Coach Help is here to help you. Do you want guidance on your own personal development? Do you want to reflect better? Coach Help's primary focus is to help teachers, practitioners and coaches to do this. Get in touch today to set up a free consultation and ask any questions. You can follow us on Twitter at CoachHelp3 or email us at coachel123 at gmail.com. Hi, Stephen. Thanks for joining us on the Coachel podcast. Uh, really good to have you on. Uh, I think it's going to be a, an interesting one around kind of the topic of coaching the why and a little bit around kind of explaining stuff to players. But just um, kind of before we get going, just tell us a little bit more about you, please, mate, and kind of your background and where you've kind of come from with your coaching. Thanks for having me, Lewis, first no, of all. Uh, excited, nervous uh, and honest. Um, I suppose my background at the moment is I'm the current coach education manager for Cricket Ireland. Um, when I started coaching, me and Cricket had no idea about each other. Um, I started playing soccer first of all, got into soccer coaching, then got into Gaelic football coaching. Um, I spent nine years working as a lecturer in sports performance and then in 2019 decided to take a career break and expand my knowledge of other sports. So I went over to work with NRL in Australia, um, did six months there, did six months with softball, did six months with um, AFL and learned an awful lot, which I've now brought back to my own coaching. So I coach um, three different Gaelic football teams at the moment. And as mentioned, I'm the coach education manager with Cricket Ireland. That's brilliant. It's really interesting, like the, the kind of multi-sports. Uh, what's your like influence or your motivation around that? Um, I suppose I'm, I'm a huge fan of Gaelic football. And I suppose... Yeah. I'm always looking to add to it and where can I find um, the edge and I suppose getting outside your own sport is the best way to do that and you see it nowadays more and more coaches are getting outside their own sports to bring something back in so like I use some of the coaching techniques I've used from NRL we use it for defence so in relation to our line speed um, from soccer, we use some of the stuff for footwork and we, you know, how to break a tackle. Um, and then obviously there's the psychology. So um, some things I learned from softball because there's an awful lot of individual work and one-on-one, which I was never used to before. Right. I was always team-oriented. 
So the psychological aspect of the game and mental training, like you'll hear coaches talking about mental toughness or mental strength, but no one mentions how to mentally train an athlete. And I think coaches have the capacity to do that. They just don't understand it. Brilliant. And then in terms of, again, you said, again, going back to the multi-sport stuff around, what things have you taken that have kind of enhanced your beliefs in your coaching? So is it, like again, I'm probably thinking more around the NRL and going abroad, is the things culturally that you take and then kind of add to your coaching? And if so, what were they? I suppose the biggest thing that I've always done anyway, I like I learned I learned from some of the best coaches underage coming up, and um, but I probably learned more from poor coaches around what not to do and you know yeah. how I could do you know, as a kid, sixteen, seventeen, as a I know I could do that better. Um, and that's how I got my coaching bug. And then, you know, from 18 years of age up to like I'm 38 now and coaching 20 odd years, um, I've always been one for sharing. And for some coaches, that's like, you know, what are you doing? That's a faux pas. Yeah. Um, I think the best learning experience for me was going to the US for soccer experience, going to Australia for working across different sports was that coaches – it's in their culture to share. So after after a match, they'll sit down together, they might have a coffee and they you know, we'll talk about well, Lewis. I thought your team did this really well. I think if you try this, they'll get they'll improve in certain areas. And that sharing back and forth is like in Irish sport, it's unheard of. Um, whereas in the southern hemisphere, like that happens from game to game or at the end of the season, coaches might all come together, sit around the table and share what worked for them and what didn't work for them. And that's something I'm very proactive nowadays in my coaching. Yeah. It's mad because I've, from from like mentors and people I've sports, I feel like rugby is really prevalent for that in terms of, I think it's an unbelievable conversation around you finish your match and then you go, well, what was your plan against us? And this was our plan. And again, you could give some kind of real insight into that. Um, again, going on for it, again, we'll, we'll, go, we'll get into this topic around kind of coaching the why and we'll, we'll be chatting about it a little bit beforehand. Is, and again, the first question is probably like, probably think it's a bit self-explanatory, but I also think there's a real kind of deeper thing in it around. So, to you, Stephen, what's what's the importance of making sure players understand the requirements of a session? I think this go back this goes back to my playing days. I always wanted to know why I was doing something. And you see it nowadays, especially at club level, you might lose a game or you get hammered in the game, could be you know, five, six nil, and the first thing the coach wants to do is run his team. And I would straight away ask the coach, like I work as a coach developer, like, why are you doing this? There has to be a purpose to every part of your session. And I think if you can give purpose to a session, um, it gives players ownership. Because if you can share that purpose, the, the players can buy into it. If they're buying into it, they're going to work harder. The, the focus and the attention is going to be higher. And you're going to get more benefit out of the session anyway. Um, so I think the why is so important. How you get it across, you know, um, coaching is not, to me, it's not a science, it's more of an art. So everybody's going to do it a little bit differently. So like, for me, it comes down to planning. So like, you probably know periodization. So I'll yeah. plan out a whole season 
or two seasons. At the moment, I'm in a team and we've planned for two seasons. And we're, you know, we're a quarter of the way into that plan. And we, the way we break it down is you have your year, your two yearly plan, your year, your month, your week, and your session. And there's little periods within each session to, for work-ons. And that's where we get feedback from players. So, like, if we work on something on Tuesday night, it's now Thursday. You know, players will feedback from Tuesday night and they'll say, well, listen, we thought this was really good. We understood this. Maybe we didn't understand something else. And that's what we'll build into the session and we'll, we'll work on it again. And I think that comes from the why and the purpose. Yeah. And then in terms of that, so, like, and I think this is something we'll probably come up with loads of things, but how do you get that message across to the players? Um, yeah, in terms of how, how you'd maybe pre-plan or gear players up for a session or, like you said, a periodised period? Yeah, I suppose, well, like, sport is people management. You know, whatever way you work in sport, you're managing people, whether you're a committee member, a volunteer, a coach, you're working with people. I think you need to understand the people you're working with. So if you have a good relationship with your players, you'll understand the best ways to get a point across. So like we I have a session on Friday, we have a game on Saturday. So for Friday session, the session went into their WhatsApp group because they're all adults and session went into the WhatsApp group and there's a theme to the session. So we have a weekly team um and then like for each individual session there'll be a sub theme. And that's coming from uh, what we started with at the start of the year. So we broke down why you want to be here, what do you want to get out of this year, and our overall themes come out of So players understand the why even before they get to the session, because we've shared the whole session plan. They know when they arrive, okay, we're doing our mobility work, individual mobility work. We might have our individual one-to-one chats, you know, depending on what time you're going to get there at. Um, and that allows for all of us, all of us as coaches to build up a rapport with the players to better understand them and share that message. We we do um <clears throat> sorry, a tactical pad. I'm not sure if you've heard of it, but we use tactical pad as an yeah. app, and we break down their session into videos and we share those videos into the group as well. So if we're going to try something new, we'll send it in two days in advance so players can have a quick look at it. Um, we'll break it down within a, a PDF. So some players will learn by looking at the video, some players will learn by reading it, and then some players won't understand it till we physically try it. Um, so that comes down from knowing the different individuals within the group. And then do you, do you think it can work detrimentally although as well in the other way? So is a certain, like you say, we talk individualised, is there certain characters that maybe see a session off the top of my head I'm thinking some players will maybe see that session and go that session's not really for me today or some maybe look at it and go that's too hard or beyond me and you can almost affect psychology that way I completely agree with you on that like listen you've got so many like we have a squad of 35 so you've an awful lot of individual characters in there and it doesn't matter what level you're working at there's always one person whether it's male or female who just maybe they don't want to do the fitness work. So if they see a conditioning block, yeah. they all of a sudden, you know, I got COVID. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the train. typical one, isn't it? Yeah. So the the big thing in relation to the why is you're selling the big picture. So what is the process? So 
you know, the players have an individual target for the year and we have to share the why of how we're going to achieve that for them individually and how we're going to come up with the, the team goal and the process. And when we're sharing our message, the players have to understand that to get to this end goal, this is the process. And sometimes there is going to be those conditioning blocks. Sometimes, you know, you're, you're a striker, you don't want to do any defensive work or the defensive set plays. But as part of the process for the team to achieving this, sometimes we have to make sacrifices as individuals. And once the players understand the big picture, I've ne- I personally have never had an issue. I've seen coaches have issues with individuals, but it was usually down to the fact that through, through their poor communication or maybe not even sharing the big picture, it's fallen down for them. And you probably know it yourself, some coaches will go literally from session to session. And they'll plan the night before or plan in the car outside the pitch. And that's not sharing a message. It's not giving players ownership. And ultimately, you're going to fail. Yeah. So then in terms of, again, then probably looking the other end of the spectrum, your your better players, your ones that really kind of eat this stuff up, how do you stretch them? Have you got any methods in terms of, because uh, we, we use something we've caught up around, especially when our coaches reflect the clients that we've got and we talk about the reflect on a session, but we don't want it to be almost like memory or this went well, this went well. It's like, this went well. How do I then stretch it to the next level? How can I almost like make a theory or a hypothesis of the next thing that I could work on? And they all just like continuously like being creative. So for me, it kind of comes down to the questioning. So in your session plan, do you actively uh, write down what questions you're going to ask your players? So, like, um, in my session plan, I try to connect with three players individually for every session. So one of them might be a top player, one of them might be an average player, one player mightn't be making the squad at the moment. And how do we connect individually with them? And how do we help them to connect better with the team? And that's what, that's what we try to do with three players every single session. So they might get asked an individual question that will help them to carry the team through that session, if that's your best player. Um, so we set up a scenario where, you know, a star player, for example, is going to struggle. And how do they help share the message with everybody else? So we're putting them into scenarios where they have to come out of their comfort zone in relation to how they communicate with the team. Um, maybe their skill level, it doesn't matter how good or how poor they are, if they don't, you know, become a better teammate, they're going to fail. Um, that's kind of how we stretch them um, just through questioning. If we're going to work with um, under 18s in relation to stretching or continuing the learning, we involve the parents. So we share our approach, you know, what we're trying to do, we share the big picture. So when Lewis picks up his kid in the car park and he's going home, the first thing you're not going to say is, did you win? Did you score? The first thing might be, well, how did the team do today? You know, um, how many passes did you get? What was your percentages in relation to your shots? Um, And that's how we continue learning. And, you know, sometimes in relation to the over 18s or adult players will still involve the parents or the family members or their friends because it continues the learning and it stretches them. So when the player goes home and they're trying to reflect on the session, 
you know, the partner, the boyfriend or the girlfriend might have a question sent by the management group, you yeah. know, can you ask this question to see if their focus is still there to help themselves reflect on the session. So when they come back next Tuesday, they're refocused again. And again, what is, is there a difference between like, we talk around checking understanding and it's great asking questions and getting answers and feedback, but is there a way that you check the understanding in terms of like actually physically going and doing it? Yeah, so really good question. Like uh, checking for understanding is great, asking questions, mm. right? But what I'll usually do is, okay, you coach us. Do you know what I mean? So what we'll do is we'll ask different individuals to coach the team. Or, you know, we usually at the moment, because we're coming into peak championship time, we pick their offense against their defense consistently at the end of every session. And what we'll say to the defense is, right, the attack struggled last week. We want you to teach them how to break you guys down and then vice versa. Um, and that's how we check for understanding. Um, you know, do the, do the, do our defenders know how to break down an offense and can they share that message? And it just means that there's more ownership um, the bond is there, our transitions become quicker because the attackers have a better understanding of how to defend and yeah. vice versa. And that, that's just one way we check for learning. And what does like the coach's role look like in that, in terms of what role would you take up in order to probably check understanding and learning better within the session? Like you said, the, the players will coach each other. So then just thinking for... We've done some stuff on like our Twitter page where we sent out like guides to different roles that coaches can take up within a session. It's not always like blowing the whistle off you go. So what might you look like, Stephen, in that session? Well, I suppose I never really see myself as a coach. Anytime anybody asks me, I would say I'm a facilitator. And even in my job, I'm a facilitator of learning. And as a lecturer, I was a facilitator of learning. Um, so I'll usually, you know, I might step back and I'm, as you say, you can lead from anywhere to front or behind. So I'll facilitate it from behind. And I just allow players to stand up and, you know, work with each other. Or we might prime it pre-session in our indiv individual chat. So I'm meeting three players before every session. Listen, this is their scenario tonight. When we break up, I want you to lead with this question to the team. So we prime it before we actually go out and do it. Yeah, and what types of questions might you use in there? Um, let me see, what could we use? So, <laughs> we, so let me see, we, we played a game last Friday night, so Tuesday session, and we could see the two goals. One of them, you know, it never should have happened. So... We were we had our offense ask our defense what could we have done differently in that scenario. So what we did is we we went out and we practiced the exact same thing. We made it happen again, an exact replica of what happened. And then we said we brought the players in again and we had primed their captain. So we just stepped in, right guys, what could we have done differently in this scenario? So then players are coming up with different answers. And in one case we had a guy come out and you know, our setup, our shape was completely wrong. How we defend in that particular scenario, and you know, us as coaches, we hadn't even thought about that. So now we're learning from the players. And then how do you how do you manage them, them answers? Because again, the the more you do this, 
it becomes kind of second nature to the players and they've got answers and answers. Then how do you then come to a a conclusion between the group? Because again, one might say one thing, two might say another, three. What? How do you get to that final part? Of course, like some, sometimes it's just whichever the best the best scenario that comes out with it. We usually just, you know, us as a coaching team, three of us, we might just step in and say, okay, that, that's a fantastic answer. Um, and if the players are, you know, some will nod and agree, some will have very strong opinions, maybe it's not going to work. Well, listen, let's go try it. And if it works for the group, we're going to own that and we're going to use that going forward. And what one thing we do is we try to record all our sessions or if we can't video record them, you know, we do have an assistant or an administrator. You know, that was a really good question that came out from the players. Write that down and then we'll reflect on that later. And then us as a management team will break that question down um, and try to come up with the answers and the scenarios for the players. Yes, and then kind of going back to this checking understanding thing where I said, like, your role might change. What do all your other coaches or staff roles look like within that session? Um, I suppose I'm the head coach. We have two assistant coaches. One, one, well, one's more so an assistant coach and you're a selector. So um, within the session plan, all the players will know Stephen's leading this part of the session Alan is leading the next part, Brian is leading the next part, and we just assist, so we're walking around, we might ask a question, individual question to the players, or in my case, any time I'm not leading on something, I'm checking for learning, I'm checking, how's, how's, how's things in your life? So I'm constantly yeah. trying to build that rapport with the players, and it's never-ending. Um, and that that's kind of my role it's facilitating learning but it's also facilitating enjoyment I, the players are all coming to your sessions for a reason and you've got to make sure you're ticking that box every single time you come out and, and run a session yeah no probably just not not to round it up but to start like changing the direction of a little bit and going back to kind of what you said at the start Stephen about so was there any like really good examples or good practice when you were out at other sports or in other countries where you felt like they kind of accelerated learning and understanding really well? I suppose I, we, I, I went in with the Brumbies, which are super, well, super 15 rugby at the time. And um, in their video analysis sessions, they're all player-led. Um, right. So the management don't actually get got involved. They were sitting at the back of the room at the time and they're all player-led. So... You know, it might not be the captain, you know, you'll take five minutes of video today. Uh, Stephen will take five minutes tomorrow. You know, Joe Bloggs will take five minutes the next day. And you're sharing a message of what that player understand or understood of what you were trying to do. So then the players get a better understanding of what their opinion is. Um, and they're sharing their own learnings through that. I think it's fantastic. I just thought that was fantastic. And there's more boy in that way because everybody then understands, okay, in this scenario, Stephen thinks I need to be in this position. My body shape needs to be slightly different when we're in this scenario. And that makes, or that allows the players then to be comfortable with each other because they know what someone wants in a particular situation from another player. Um, and I just thought that was a brilliant insight. Yeah, and it kind of breaks down boundaries, doesn't it, in terms of like them their insecurities and I think it does it in a better way than every week you're up there delivering the analysis and if you've got to dig a oh, player out, dig a player out two or three weeks in a row for a mistake rather than 
like any of them, them players can can present it. Was was there any other good examples? Again, it doesn't have to be analysis. It could have been on the pitch. I suppose one of the big ones um, from AFL, like they always judge effort first. So on the walls, you'll see Jeff. So judge effort first. So before you're going to criticise or dig someone out, give them a bit of praise for the work they put in, whether they made the mistake or not. So, you know, some guy might have ran 40 yards with the ball. Yes, he may have dropped it at the end, but how did he get those 40 yeah. yards? Or, you know, they might have dribbled around two guys and got a shot off and they went wide. But judge the effort it took to beat three players, you know what I mean, in that situation. And I just, that's something I'm being more aware of now in my language. So in, instead of, you know, I, I tend not to dig anybody out or if I have to dig someone out, I'll usually go for the captain first. Because um, if the team is struggling... Um, instead of digging out someone who maybe made a mistake once, I'll dig the captain because he, he he's pre he's pre uh, tuned into this that if the yeah. team is struggling, we'll dig him out, and um, the players will stand up for for their captain. Yeah, no, I really like that. And again, is there anything in terms of thinking down just other other facets of coaches that you kind of got on the graph you've got? The analysis, what about kind of, I'm thinking off the top of my head in the past, I've done like your 12-week reviews where we've not even had a structure, just gone the player presents and there's been some unbelievable stuff in there. I wonder if there's any examples of that because I can imagine you do reviews and things like that. I suppose we use, we use iSport analysis. So every game we play is recorded and put up onto that. So players can comment at every moment within the game. Um, and then obviously everybody can see that so when as you're watching then the game back it'll pause for a moment and I'll see okay Lewis has made a comment here and you've you've highlighted a certain area so I can see where your thoughts are at as a teammate um, and in some cases like we have a massive semi-final coming up um, on Saturday you know, as the season progresses, the coaches, you know, we're taking a further step back, a further step back, because the players are taking more ownership of their system and style of play, yeah. and making sure that everybody owns up to their own roles, um, and then they're digging each other out. Okay, Lewis, it looks like you only watched the first five minutes, because there's no comments from five minutes onwards. Yeah. Um, and they're holding each other accountable, and there's more buy-in. You know, to me, that's success. Whether it's happening results-wise on the pitch, you know, yes, that's another goal we might have. But for us, if the players are developing on and off the field, that's positive. Yeah. And kind of lastly, just thinking around, again, this, this stuff around checking understanding and stretching players. Like, is there any things in your head you've thought of that you've not played around with yet or you started to play around with but you've just not seen the fruits of it yet or any ideas you really want to go and go and try and be innovative with is there anything that you've kind of seen because again from your teaching background as well there might be some stuff in in that setting that is a bit more ahead of coaching at this moment in time I don't know if it's ahead um I suppose it's something I used in college um, in relation to training and to be a teacher, but um, stop, start, continue model. I've only started using it again recently with um, an under-18s team because obviously um, some of them, obviously they're still growing, they're not adults yet, 
um, and they might be afraid to challenge you as a coach or challenge their teammates. So we use Google Docs. So they, they just have to enter the data in on the first question. Then uh, the next one is stop. So what should we stop doing? What should we continue doing? And what should we start doing? And the feedback that's coming through after every single training session, after every single game, um, they're really owning it because they don't have to put their name to it. So the buy-in is massive for that particular age group. Um, and I haven't used that in a very long time. And it's just working with that under 18 group. And like, you know, I tried it with my adults and they're like, I don't really want to fill that in online. <laughs> They'll rather say it to your face. And when we have our one-on-ones, we do a monthly one-on-ones. It's great when we have our individual subunit meetings, which is usually three or five. Again, lots of conversation, lots of sharing, sharing. But they're adults, they're a little bit more experienced. But for the under 18s, the, the anonymity, it's just really working for that particular group. Brilliant. I think that's, I think that's a real good one to, for everyone that's kind of listening to kind of pick up and maybe use that, that stop, start, continue model because it's something, it's something I've seen work, work pretty well as well. Well, Stephen, thanks a lot. Appreciate your time. Really enjoyed that and got some some good little little messages in terms of what I could I could add to my coach. I think everyone else could. Top man. No problem. Thanks for having me, Lewis. Appreciate it. Cheers, Stephen. <laughs>